and welcome to Fulcrum Transmissions, a Star Wars podcast. Thank you for joining us this week. Episodes will typically be uploaded every Monday, and any changes to that schedule will be posted on our Twitter and TikTok at Fulcrum Pod and on Instagram at Fulcrum Podcast. So be sure to follow us on any of those for previews and information about upcoming episodes. Hi, my name is Sage. I use she they pronouns, and you can find me on TikTok and on Twitter at Sage Sindula and on Instagram at Sage.Sindula. Um, my name is Claire and my pronouns are she, her, and you can find me on TikTok and on Twitter at Claire Cruz. Uh, hi, I'm Emily. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Stardust M and on Twitter and Instagram at underscore Stardust M. Uh, you can also listen to my podcast that I have with uh, my friends Liv and Hay, Kessler and Relay, everywhere that you listen to podcasts. <laughs> so true. We love Kessler and Relay here. So true. We were on Castle Run Relay two weeks yes. in a row, and um, <laughs> it was one episode. It got cut in half because we talked. Uh, about thank really God, it would have been like upwards. Like, of it, was, it was three hours, so <laughs> and we were like, we could split this. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we were talking about the High Republic on there, so go check that out. Uh, today we are back with Girl Boss of the Week. So true. Um the spiel girl boss of the week it's when we talk about women in star wars who don't normally get the attention that they deserve or like the nuance in like conversation in discussion conversation that they deserve um unlike every man who has ever had one sentence written about them in star wars um so yeah today we are talking about ray skywalker um and we obviously have emily on to talk with us to have a little chat uh we haven't done ray skywalker yet we haven't done ray or leia like the two like biggest uh women <laughs> in star wars um i don't know why we were saving leia for something and i don't remember what it was the thing with leia is that i have like a lot of beef with how she was written in the original trilogy and i feel yeah. like if we did an episode on her i would just like be hating on george lucas the entire time <laughs> But like as you should <laughs> what do we do every week you know anyways um here to spread positivity and love for one ray skywalker because men hate her for no reason um well there is a reason because she's a woman but you know anyways let's start do we want to try chronological order again Keyword yeah, track. we can attempt we can definitely attempt to start yeah okay who wants to give some background on one Ray Skywalker? Sorry, I'm on her Wikipedia page right now, and I'm like, Lay. it's like long. Thank God. Um, but <laughs> it's like long. Yeah, she was in like three movies. She, she was like the main, she was like the most screen time. No, and thank God for that. And thank God for that. I was just trying to scroll to the like appearances. Oh, uh, I think I saw the release of Shadow of the Sith. Star Wars Rebels, like World Between Worlds, because her voice is in that, and I was like, when was she in Rebels? Anyway, I'm stupid. She- I I did sob harder at hearing Ray and Jin's voices in the world between worlds than I sobbed at Kanan's death. I was spoiled at Kanan's death right. and I did not know that Ray and Jin appeared, but like it got me so good. Not to flashback to the very end of time right now, but you know at the end of the Rise of Skywalker where she is like like talking to space basically and all the voices of the jenna come through one i do believe that's the world between worlds but whatever two hearing one kanan jarris's voice i 
I was sobbing so hard. <laughs> and he has the best line in that. It part. is. It's the it's best the line best. in like, the whole trilogy. I'm not a sequel hater, but like that is like that line is just really good. It's in the really heart good. And I lies her like, strength. <laughs> it makes there's me like tear up every single time. Yeah, there's one fan art that I love, and it's of Caden and Ray like laughing together, and I just. I like love it because I really think that Kaden would just be like obsessed with her. He really would, and it makes me so emotional. <laughs> Jumping back from their literal yeah, one so of we the last at thing. the end. <laughs> um, did anyone reach out of this? Is? I did. Play, talk about her. Um, I mean, she's just got she's a baby in it. Like she's, I mean, it's uh. It's like it's all of that leading up to that scene where she's we see the flashback of her yelling at her parents should like come back. And it really um it kind of helps to really not it just adds a lot of context to like the rise of Skywalker specifically. And it's just like it's so sad how you see like her parents really did love her and they left her to protect her. Um and they plan. They did plan on coming back, and then Ochi fucking killed them. Um, so, <laughs> like we see what? that in the movie. Yeah, we see. I mean, we you see that in Rise of Skywalker, but like they oh, were gonna really? come back. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and they and they and they actually like the whole thing was. Uh, her mom was like, uh, her mom is like so slay. I love her, but she took these bees that she saw from uh, what's that guy's name. I don't know the guy from the Force Awakens that like is in charge of Ray. She like took beads uh from the planet that they go to in the Rise of Skywalker. So they think that that is where they left her because they don't think anyone would go back to Jakku because that's where they were living before. Um, and it's just it's really sweet and they like describe her as like sunshine and and light, um, which is like so true. And I like the it's just it's very sweet. Um. There's not, like, a lot of, like, characterization for her, but I think the added context of her parents does kind of help. Um, and also just, like, the fact that they were really basically doing all of this to try to protect her and make sure that she could live. And then they kind of incidentally left her in a... had to, like, fend for herself for all those years. I love her, though. And I love... Um, I know people got mad at the detail they're like oh they're trying to explain like her mom is like was good at flying so she's trying to explain like why Ray is good at it no I think it's just a cute detail that like her mom was sort of a mechanic she like fixed um I think she fixed droids on um her home planet and like Ray also now like helps to like she's like a scavenger and then she ends up helping to fix Dio so I just think that's like a cute connection between her and her mother or biological mother because I also consider Leia her mother um <laughs> but yeah it's just it's just very cute to imagine little baby Ray with her little baby buns <laughs> I just want to say that I just watched the, I just pulled up this scene where Ochi of fucking Bastoon kills um her parents I must have blacked out during the movie oh. because <laughs> I can't remember that at all no, Ochi of Bastoon, meet me in the literal pit. I know that a lot of people love him. Could not be me. I think he's annoying. Um, also, I do actually need Ray's mom to appear in, like, more stuff in live action. Because why would you put Jodie Comer in Star Wars for, like, 30 seconds? 
No, I know. She she's also like so cool. Like mm-hmm. Shadow this is like makes her so cool. And it's so funny because Nathan, Dathan, sorry, her dad is like such a simp for her. <laughs> he'll just be like, they're in mortal danger. And he'll look over and he'll be like, My wife is so pretty and she's like so smart. And like she's she's good. like so brave. I love Star Wars. Star Wars doesn't have enough truly energy. And I think we do like starting the like movement a, more like male wives yeah in Star but like Wars. true male wives not like what some yeah. male wife is but like actually no. no and like Dathan is like in my opinion like he is actually a male wife <laughs> also completely unrelated but I was looking at other stuff that Ray has been in and looking at this story in Star Wars Adventures the one that came out in 2017 written by Calvin Scott um and the description just says, Better the Devil You Know focuses on Ray's adventure on Jakku in which Unkar Plot was kidnapped, period. <laughs> I'm like, I'm really interested. Where can I read this? Um, yeah, Ray's parents, I really think about every single day how they really just like got killed by Ochi of Bastoon. Yeah, wish he would die. Sorry, that's so I have. I have a lot of beef with Ochi because of that, because of the way he treats Dio. He's just, like, so abusive towards Dio for, like, no reason. I'm like, why even have... Like, I know why he has him, but, like, he's so abusive. And, like, when he was, like, drunk before he died, he basically, like, slams Dio into a wall. And that's why he was, like, asleep when they found him. No, literally, like, and- when you first meet Dio, he's, like, terrified of all of them. And it's so bad, Ochi. Ugh. Because Ochi used to, like, kick him and... Like, he doesn't want to touch because, like, Ochi used to, like, kick him and throw him against a wall. Um, besides that, I know Forces of Destiny, I don't think it's canonical, but... Is it not? I mean, I don't think it could be, actually, because don't, like, Jin and Sabine meet at one point? Yeah, yeah. Uh, but there's, like, one episode, or there's one episode where she's, like, scavenging, and then they had the race survival guide and turns out she is a very I think that's canon and I think canonically then that implies that she's a good artist because she draws a self-portrait of herself and then she draws ones of like Finn and Han like as she meets them and they're like really cute sketches um I'll try to find the picture because I took one but it like I like that little detail I feel like I like canonically canonical artist ray skywalker i think that's very sweet i'm actually obsessed with that i do believe in canonical good at art ray skywalker no forces of destiny we need more of that actually just that everything but the art style oh my god she's so cute that's a (laughs) self-portrait like this she slayed she really slayed she Um, slayed yeah yeah, we do need more Forces of Destiny because it was so cute. And also, like, the art and animation styles for those were so good. And it was just, like, all my favorite women, so. It's all about women. Yeah. yeah. I think so, about Valencinta Forces of Destiny every single day. so true. I every think, single day I think about they that. They should reboot Forces of Destiny and uh, they should make it into, like, a Marvel comic series. Because they have, like, <gasps> wasn't it IDW yes. before? yeah yeah like like a hyperspace adventures because there's a couple forces of destiny books because that's like um there's some like gin like there's stories but like yeah so i'd love that for like 
the new characters like do an Omega one and a Valencia oh one and a Bix one. Get me the High Republic characters oh, in yes. there. A, a, a Lula, a Lula, Lula Forces of Destiny. Z, Z. 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 Yeah. Of oh my god, no, because then we'll get the firebrands and that's not gonna be good <laughs> for anybody. <laughs> yeah, um, no. anyways, forces of going comic series and another season of the little and and bring the dolls back. Yeah, I will yeah. buy I will buy the dolls. <laughs> if they release a Ray Skywalker Force of Destiny doll with her yellow lightsaber, oh. I purchase it so quickly. I literally was so close to buying her lightsaber when I was at Disney last month. I do oh, have it doesn't it. turn. It doesn't do. I know. I had turn. to. I had to buy the black series one because it turned. Because okay. I wanted the turn. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I ended up buying Hans helmet instead. So, but it kind of evens out. <laughs> I kind of did need that. So, Ray, flash forward to a little movie called The Force Awakens right that's the next time we see her she's so cute that opening scene of the force awakens is honestly one of my favorite scenes of like all i guess it's not the opening scene but her opening scene yeah it's my favorite character introduction in star wars ever it is so good theme is literally so good no the fourth let me just say i need to apologize because i don't talk enough about like how much i love the force awakens i feel like i never talk about it but like I think it's actually my second favorite Star Wars movie. It's mine. After what? Rogue One. <laughs> um, but no, it's really so good. I remember, like, I mean, first of all, I'm, like, personally biased towards it because I was a Star Wars fan growing up, but then, like, wasn't super involved with it. And then The Force Awakens came out, and I was like, oh, Slay, actually, I'm a Star Wars fan again. Um, what else was like? I was going to say something else, and I forgot. Oh, I was going to say that, like, during the time period when the sequels were coming out, I would literally watch Force Awakens like once a week. Like the amount of times I've watched that film, I probably haven't memorized by now. Um, because it's just so good. And it's so like, like if I just need like a fun little Star Wars movie to watch, it's going to be that because most of them are really emotionally harrowing. Um, and I like can't be doing that on the regular, but like Force Awakens, like I'll just be like, oh, I need to watch something like fun and Star Warsy. It's the perfect movie. It's it such really a feel-good movie. It really is such a feel-good movie. And Ray is, like, a big reason for that. She is not only just, like, so adorable, but she is, like, a Ray of little sunshine um, until she's not. But even when she is, like, having her moments, you know, deserved. Um, oh, my gosh. So sorry to bring this up. It's not related. Remember that tweet? <laughs> you guys know it's what I'm talking about. Oh, my about. God. <laughs> that tweet she's so aggressive in the rise of skywalker okay well kyle's literally goading her at every fucking turn to be aggressive what do you expect can we let her be anyways um but in the force awakens she is she's very kind of she's bubbly um and i think that's a, a reason why um men don't like her is because she's not um how do i say this she's not written as like a man with pits unlike mm-hmm some characters are um and I think that that is like men just see that and they're like oh she's girly and obviously girls can't be badass too okay yeah okay yeah um but yeah no I love her in that first movie she's so so adorable she's a very well-rounded character 
yeah like I I think it the my main frustration I think with people are like well Ray doesn't really have an arc she doesn't change and that's such a fucking lie and the Force Awakens is within itself shows that it's a lie because we have a character who in the beginning is so insistent on wanting to return to wait for her parents because she just like cannot let go of it like she cannot face the fact that she knows that they're not coming back for her um that she but she's just spent so many years doing it so that's what she knows that's what feels safe so when the opportunity presents itself to do something different she's just so scared to let it go because she'd rather face like the pain that she knows and like this kind of unexpected one but then like we see her throughout the movie like accepting what she needs to do and accepting that like she might have a place in the galaxy outside of just being a scavenger on Jakku um and it's really beautiful and I love that like I think I've said this before but everything in her life she has so many reasons not to be kind and to be selfish but continuously throughout the film she is so she she's so kind and she's she's selfless and she's so like open like um you see it with uh b2 bb8 not b2 b2 (laughs) bb8 like first like just this immediate like kindness and uh that she shows towards the droid and like you like we say like the way people treat droids in star wars tells you a lot about their character and the way that ray treats bb8 immediately shows us what type of person that she is um like she's starving but she will not trade him for all the food because like that is to her like that's a person um that's a life that she can't give up and I just I love her I love her so much and I love her and Finn in this film like two people experiencing like friendship for the first time and just like their instant connection and when uh Finn and Han go to find her and she's like you came for me because she's never in her life like her parents didn't come back for her but like Han and Finn did they came to rescue her and I just it's just like the perfect foundation for like her friendship with him I think yeah I completely agree and I think that and I don't want to like slander the sequels because I am a sequel trilogy enjoyer like I think it's so good and I'm not even like a Rise of Skywalker hater like I do really enjoy that movie however she had such a good arc of like what like finding her place in the galaxy when she basically came from like some random family on Jakku and being like okay but like why why am I the person like getting chosen to do these things when I like basically no one and then they were like, but what if she was related to Sheev Palpatine? Why? Someone explained to me why that in any way thought felt like a good idea. Because it just made her, like, it just kind of, like, was a disservice to what her arc originally was. Especially because I'm like, okay, yeah, it's kind of interesting of, like, having a person who has who is related to someone who is like known to be literally terrible by the entire galaxy and like how do they grapple with that but like if I wanted that story there's this great movie called A New Hope that I would go watch um which is about a kid whose dad is a piece of shit and he has to like deal with that why can't Ray have a different arc like why does she have to be related to Palpatine why can't she just be related to 
nobody who has like a significant legacy in Star Wars because that in itself is interesting of like how does she sort of find her place in the galaxy when she's not really supposed to have a place in the galaxy she's just supposed to be some like girl on some outer rim planet who's not supposed to do anything remarkable but then she does and she has these like extremely strong force abilities and then in Rise of Skywalker they're like actually she got those from Palpatine I I have such complicated feelings because yeah like I I don't like that because I don't like this idea that like they it feels like yeah they had to be like oh we have to explain why she's like so powerful and it's it's the same thing like I like the I think the trading scene at the beginning of Rise of Skywalker is super fun am I upset that I felt like they put it in because they got so many people being like Ray doesn't train or whatever pisses me off um however I do think there is something interesting in the dynamic particularly between like her and Kylo slash Ben in her being related to Palpatine where one it is someone who was related to the Palpatines that it was Palpatine who pushed the Skywalkers to the dark side and then it was one who brought them back to the light I like that little bit of like poetry um and then also like the fact that like you do have this person who's like related to this great evil but she is very good and like uh not that she doesn't ever struggle with the dark side but like she very much is like embodies kind of the light at the same time you have this person who came from like it was trained by like this man who was like very considered like the light side and then you have like leia um who ended up falling to the dark side that like the skywalker family especially like knowing what the galaxy knows about like Anakin Skywalker and Darth Vader the Skywalker family is considered like this great light side family but then you have Ben who ends up falling like I did I think there's something interesting there uh with it but I do agree and I think it's it's kind of a cop-out to make it Mm -hmm. like the last movie I I don't even mind Palpatine coming back because I think of Palpatine, I even think of Palpatine had just come back and he, he had just been back, but like Ray, and he was just like, oh, Ray is like the new Jedi. <laughs> so, like, that's fine. Yeah, I have such weird feelings about it. But then also, I'm like, and then people are like, oh, like they could have made her related to Kenobi, and I hate that even more. So, yeah. <laughs> not, and it's not even because of the quirky thing. I just think that, like, I think making her related to Kenobi is like the most boring thing that you can do with her character. Cause it's like, what does that say about her? Oh, you're good because your grandfather was good. What does she care what her grand, like, what does she care if her grandfather was a Jedi? She just wants to know where her parents are, why they didn't come back for her. Obi-Wan was dead long before, or like Obi-Wan was in hiding and dead before she was even born. So what does that like even matter to her? And that's the thing is like, I love the narrative of her at the end of Rise of Skywalker sort of like taking on the name Skywalker for herself and being like, this is who I like, the family that I choose to be a part of. But like, she didn't have to be related to Palpatine for that type of meaning. It didn't have to be her like announcing her being a Palpatine. She could have just been like, no, I feel welcomed and accepted by these people. And so I want to take on their last name and know that like, they would want that for her too. But they were like, they do be like letting go of the fact that she's a Palpatine I'm like does she though and I don't yeah I was like I definitely don't even see that because like she learns that she's related to Palpatine but like when she never even used that name no one ever says she you are a Palpatine Ray like it's like so like to me yeah that ending is very symbolic of like she felt accepted and loved by this family so she gets to 
choose to be a part of it plus the idea too of like um in the symbolic way that like you know Leia and Luke trained her and uh I know in the book it says like specifically that like essentially Leia left her Organa Organa like legacy to Poe and then she left the Skywalker one to Rey and I really like that as like you know the two halves of Leia being left to like two uh two children that she helped to like sort of train and raise because they lost their own families is very like sweet and I really like that specifically because like and it's and specifically with the connection between Ray and Leia because Leia was like that original like female Star Wars character so then having like Ray had that connection to her I just really love that and I like that decision to like make them connected in that way um in the same way that like I love how like the white um outfit in the rise of Skywalker feels very like reminiscent of Leia with the hood but also while also keeping like Ray's character because it looks like you know the other um outfits that she wore so it's like a good balance of like uh you know learning from her master while also still being her own person yeah so true Re um Ray Palpatine I I wish I could be like yes I love this um motif of breaking the cycle of um like generational trauma or whatever right being like oh I like that she broke the cycle of violence of you know being related to someone so awful who like killed billions of people throughout a galaxy and had a fascist regime being upheld for 20 years whatever um I do though think that that was really not the writer's intention the creator's Mm -hmm. intentions and you in it shows and I think that's the issue I think if they had set that up earlier on um and like made Ray like work through that made the un the galaxy work through that with her you know and because she is seen as like a, a beacon of hope to see them to see her work through that and to make it an actual thing okay I could get behind that I guess I do think that they were like oh wait we men don't like her because she's powerful so we need to make her related to somebody mm-hmm. and that somebody is a man I really really this is something that I think we've talked about I know we've talked about before but this idea of all the female characters in Star Wars having their person their core beings be reliant on a man's story mm-hmm. is really tired and boring um it's almost every single female character in Star Wars, um, maybe excluding a good amount of the higher public women. I just think that, you know, Ray on Ray was a character on her own who was really, you know, a, a monumental character for Star Wars fans. Women who were Star Wars fans before the sequels movies, they had Leia and Padme, who dies of sadness and then characters like Ayla Secura or Shock T characters that are so overly sexualized and therefore the the view of men for they're there to make men happy um and then Ray came along and here's the story rooted in girlhood rooted in family and found family that doesn't rely 
on another man being there. In fact, her, the antagonist is a man, um, mm. is Kylo Ren. And um, then you just kind of like ditch all of that in the last movie and make her related to one of the most famous men in all of Star Wars. Okay, sure. Yeah, we get it, you guys. We get it. You don't like women. You don't think that women can exist on their own. Okay. That's all I have to say regarding one Ray Palpatine. Yeah, no, the obsession with everyone being like, she's a Palpatine, not a, a, not a Skywalker. I'm like, shut up. She's Ray Skywalker because she says she's Ray Skywalker. Literally, she's Ray Skywalker it's... because she feels like that is where she belongs. It's it's it, it's so annoying. I I can't tell you how many people I've had to block in my comment section the last couple of yeah. weeks because I posted one video where I called her Ray Skywalker and I just have to keep blocking people who go Ray who or Ray Palpatine. Like I just have to like I'm not even engaging at this point because it's so infuriating and it's been three years and y'all just need to like grow up and like get over it. Um, but yeah. And, like, I, we'll get more into it, but, like, yeah, it's, like, I think it's infuriating, because I do think there's a lot of cool stuff in The Rise of Skywalker with Rey's character um, that sometimes gets overshadowed by that one decision. But I think there is, like, some cool stuff and some cool, like, internal struggles that she has um, that still is is as to her character arc in a way. Um, and I also, like, I have hope of them being able to, like, expand and, like, not fixed, but you know, in the ways that like uh stuff like Bloodline and Leia Princess of Alderaan have really like explored more of the nuance in Leia's character, having like a post-sequel thing that does that for Ray. Like I'm excited about the possibility of that. Cause I think we have learned that like in Star Wars, it's like sometimes characters aren't written so well into some stuff, but then you have like some books where they come along and they can really just like make it better. <laughs> Is there a a book with Ray in it coming out, or did I like hallucinate that? I think there is supposed to be a Ray and Poe friendship book that has been made clear by the author that it is a friendship book, but it's taking place between uh, Last Jedi and Rise of Skywalker. Okay, that could slay. Yeah, no, I was like, I feel like I remember that being like announced at some point, but I haven't heard anything about it since. So hopefully that happens. Um, Yeah, because I agree. I think that like there's a lot of good stuff with Ray's character throughout the sequel trilogy she just kind of needs like a woman to write a book about her <laughs> and kind of like yeah. work off of that um pretty much yeah same thing with like the ways that the Padme novels really helped with mm-hmm. the mess of what was going on with her in the prequel trilogy um and yeah I think that Ray's already in a better place um because Padme really it was really bad it was really atrocious um it's like Jin I think Jin was really good in Rogue One and Mm -hmm. I think that she was well written I I think like Tony Gilroy can write as we've seen with Rogue One and or can write female characters really well but there was something about Rebel Rising which was written by a woman that really just like elevated her character and I think that's exactly what we like can see with Rey where it's like really it's a good foundation Sometimes so women can just take those female characters and they can just really like it's just it is just there's something very specific about when like Star Wars women get to be written by uh, by women that just makes them a little bit uh I don't know 
That's I want to say like sparkly. That just reminded me that I have to go pick up my comics because Sana Star Wars came out and I still haven't read it. Oh, oh yeah. She's so good. Guys, have you I know you have. Okay, and they so the Peach Momoko variant covers for Women's History Month. The Momoko Lash one. Okay. I don't I'm a little confused as to why she's on it because she died in the first arc and there's like a ton of other women in that series, but also I don't care because she's hot and although they're the all Holdo I have to the thing is, I have to go to my comic shop and be like, hey, so even though I don't pull these comics, I need every single variant, <laughs> every single Pichamoko variant um, for Star Wars comics in the month of March. So, please. Yeah, I'm going to, like, frame the bounty <laughs> on my wall. There, I would do anything to have a peach ray. I'm sure she maybe oh. has, but have a... Uh, Ray, or peach to ray art i just it would be so pretty because like that little leia one for the for the march ones was so cute the march one also the fact that this is like off topic for the fact that like uh leia has like the little light and then holdo is the moon and it's like the sun and the moon for holdo and leia yeah so true no i literally i'm literally so obsessed with them every single one is do so- we have all of them or are there more being revealed? I think there were a couple more still. I can't remember because they released a list of what they were all going to be, but I can't remember like which They didn't one. release all the covers yet, yeah. Back to Ray Skywalker. Um, I'm trying to think of what happens in The Force Awakens. I remember like 30 minutes ago when I was like, I literally have this film memorized and now I'm like, <laughs> when it comes to I would like- comments, it all leaves my brain and I could not tell you what happened. I remember one time someone tweeted, they were like, I don't understand why people like are so like into like the Ray and Han like father figure. And I'm like, shut your mouth. Like I was like, I like take that so personally. <laughs> like I'm like, no, you don't understand. I'm like, babe, give me any like father figure trope in media and I'll be eating it up. So I will be eating it up. And there is something so particular about the the way that Han and Ray like go together and the fact that like Ray just like so Ray wants a father figure and Han it, I, I don't want to like say it's like a do-over but I think Han really wants like he misses having a kid like he misses his son and he kind of I think sees like Finn and Ray a little bit as this opportunity to like do something good again and I I just love them so much and I I really think, like, in another universe, Ray got to just go off and be a smuggler with Han. And I, yeah. And I think, like, her being kind of left the Falcon is just so perfect. Um, and I, I've said this before, but, like, I do think, like, I mean, I think clearly, like, uh, there's the, like, idea that, like, Han obviously would see a lot of... Um, Leia and Luke in Finn and Ray, but I also do think that like Han kind of thinks about Kira and the fact that like he left Kira on Corellia and look what happened to her and he doesn't want to like leave Ray on Jakku because what might happen to her if he did that and like you know the last girl that he left behind um yeah I just think that like I just think Han has the type, but this is like platonic. He just has a certain type of women that he like likes to be around and parent or uh, 
being raised just like right up his alley. <laughs> no, I think one of the things I love so much is that we get to see Ray's relationship with each of the like Han, Luke, Leia in a very different way. And I love that like she they really took the time to expand on her relationship with each one of them. And I think it's partially because they wanted to sort of highlight each of those characters since they got like Mark Hamill and Carrie Fisher back to do those movies. Um, but I also think it worked really well for Ray's character because like her relationship with Han is extremely different from her relationship with Luke and Leia. And like, they're all very, very different, but it also has like a lot of layers to it because we know that she's lost both her parents and she like really, she really wants like someone to play a parental role in her life. Hence why she's literally just been like waiting around, hoping they'll come back. So when she finally like meets people who can kind of not like replace her parents, but sort of like fill that kind of void that has been left there. I think that it's huge for her character. And I, yeah, like I said, I love, I love a good father figure in media. So, you know, as soon as they started doing that, I was like, oh, so true. This one's for me. So true. Yeah, exactly. I just, I think that it's really... I think it's really sweet and yeah like you said I really like the relationship that she has with all of them and uh kind of what she learns from all of them and like I think it's interesting how uh kind of like Han in the force or like um in a new hope like you know we have this like resistance to uh joining and then we have like in the empire we see like the kind of like excited padawan like luke was in um empire with yoda and like but then how that like plays off of um of you know luke who is has experienced all that he's experienced now um yeah i think it it works very well for (laughs) also i appreciate The fact that uh, Chewie's just like, I guess this is just like my new human that I'm going to follow around for like a couple of years. So true. Oh, their friendship is so underrated too. And they're so cute together. Oh my God, I'm obsessed with Chewie. They're so funny. And I just love, he's like, oh, I guess my life gets paid. But like, I guess I'm just going to chill with this girl though. Because Han <laughs> really liked her. I guess I like her too. He's like, she's cool. I could hang out. Yeah, we'll chill. My son's still okay, just like chilling on Kashyyyk. So I'll, I'll hang around here a couple more years. Um, do we, what else do we have to say about the Force Awakens before we move on? The Force fight scene is one of the best scenes in all of Star Wars. I think um, everything about it, the interactions between the characters, the moment where she grabs the saber—it's maybe my favorite moment in Star Wars ever. I. I love it. I love that, like, full acceptance of, like, her place in the story, especially against um, Kylo, who, like, you know, is the legacy nepotism baby. (laughs) Um, I just, it's, like, the perfect moment. Okay, sorry to change the subject again. This will only take a second. But every time someone talks about nepotism babies, I just think about the time where... (laughs) Wait, hang on. I need to find the actual tweet because it was literally the funniest thing ever. The sequel trilogy is really just like Star Wars Nepotism Babies persevering. Like it starts out with Laura or with (laughs) Santeca and then it just like devolves from there. I love how Laura Santeca shows up at the beginning of The Force Awakens and is like, 
I'm so important. And then everyone was like, who was that? And then like <laughs> the higher public existed. Okay, here it is. I, tw- I had tweeted that there were a lot of Nepo babies in the Hunger Games. And someone was like, do you mean like Sejanus Plinth or the actors and actresses? And I was like, specifically Sejanus Plinth was who I made the tweet about. And I was like crying. Okay, anyway. But no, anyway, the actors. Babies, I'm like, Sejanus Plinth, I love you, but you really were such a Nepo baby. And he then he tried to break out of being a Nepo baby and got murdered for it. So and he literally died. And that's what happens with Nepo babies if they try to break out. He's a warning story. <laughs> no, I love the like forest fight scene. Again, so many men love to hate that scene. And I'm like, you just didn't get it. It's okay. We can't all be smart. Um, but yeah, I think I'll pick up on context clues. I get it. <laughs> and that scene's just so like so such a good set up for like the rest of a trilogy which is why it makes me kind of mad that some of those like plot lines and character arcs like kind of got wasted and I'm looking at you um wish they didn't like literally toss your character to the side and give you nothing to do for two movies um but I I I love that scene because it's really like it's the first time we see Ray really like fight in that way um and mm-hmm. it's empowering like I literally because I was like I don't know a teenager I was gonna try to do the math how old I was when that movie came out but I forgot but I remember feeling like empowered after it because I was like wow women can slay too like that's crazy never seen before um especially in Star Wars I was like wow and it's a big reason of why I got like really started getting back into Star Wars and that's when I started getting involved with like the Star Wars fandom spaces on like social media and stuff was because Hey, because she slayed so hard that I was like, I have no choice but to be a Star Wars fan again. Like, I feel like some people just really don't understand, like, the impact. When people talk about, like, oh, Ray Skywalker representation, like, I think, yes, like, of course, we see those videos, like, the little girls meeting her or dressing up like her. Like, I don't think some people understand, like, the full impact that that had on, like, teen and adult women who, like, Honestly, I feel like people forget that, like, especially in, like, the early, like, two, in those 2010s, like, there wasn't as much of, like, female characters in that light. And, like, that's why dystopian fiction partially got so big was because it was showing female characters like that. But then, like, we kind of lost that. Like, by the time The Hunger Games came around, what, Force Awakens came out in, like, 2015, so The Hunger Games was, like, ending. That was kind of our big one. And the rest of dystopian was, like, flopping after that. So, like... (laughs) nobody was like oh divergent um but like seeing that and seeing her in that way like yeah like it meant so much to me as like a 16 year old girl seeing that in theaters um and then this was also my first star wars movie so like having her be like the way that i was introduced in star to star wars especially when like i perceived that as like such a um like a male dominated space so like having a female character like that just like meant the world to me and like especially like having a female character who was like who like I think like Sage said before like she felt very feminine um like her 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 kindness and just the way that she was written it was it did feel like they wrote a female character first instead of just a male character with tits yeah like neither of the other movies for me in terms of Ray's character can compare to The Force Awakens and like some of it's because of writing whatever but a lot of it is genuinely because of just like that feeling of like watching it and being like here's a woman who I can like look up to 
And also she's like, she has the sort of femininity to her that a lot of female characters don't really get to have. Um, but she's also not being like over-sexualized or being used to like appeal to the men who are going to be watching it. And that's why like, I feel like it kind of got worse in that way. Not that like, not in terms of like over-sexualizing her or whatever, but like adjusting how I feel like they were going with her character so that men who were complaining about it would be like, would shut up. And then they didn't shut up because surprise. They never like, like it actually had nothing to do with how she was written. Like Ray was to my like later teen years, what Katniss was to like 12 year old Emily when she read the Hunger Games. Like they gave me the same feeling of like, I was like, oh, just like, holy shit. You know, like this is like everything <laughs> to me having this character means everything um and I, I like you don't have to like right but I just feel like I wish more people understood what she meant especially when like like I get it like you put your opinion out on the internet and people make like stupid comments but like it like kind of fucking sucks when like you just are posting like anything about Ray and all your like your favorite character and all your comments are filled with dumb people being like she sucks she's the worst written Star Wars character ever and it's like I don't come in your fucking comments and say that about Anakin I could but I don't because I'm a nice person I'm not gonna say it <laughs> it's like I might think it sometimes but like yeah like it's it gets frustrating but uh, Last Jedi. I actually really love Ray this movie too. <laughs> I think the cave scene is one of the best like moments of character that we've ever gotten in Star Wars. Just like that, the physical like representation of like her fears and anxiety, and like her ultimate fear being that like she has no one but herself to rely on, and no one will come and like no one is there for her. Um, even though like. And we know that that's like a play on the dark side because we know that's not true because we've been shown that she does have like, even now, currently she has Finn. She even has uh, Kylo slash Ben through the dyad. Um, but I think that just like that representation of her fears with like the mirror in the cave, like it's just, it is so perfect. And it is, it perfectly sets up then her almost taking Kylo's hand because I think too what some people miss um especially when they're talking about like AU's about Rey on the dark side the reason that Rey almost took her Kylo's hand was because she was so scared of being alone and he was offering her someone someone that also understood what it felt to be had that loneliness and feel like an outsider and that's why she almost did it and like that would be what would always motivate her um both I think for positive clearly because like we see the way like in which she fights during the rise of Skywalker to like kind of save the resistance but also like the negative like we see in almost agreeing to join Ben that like it forces her either way um and I just think that's such like a deeply relatable struggle to have like um in that and like yeah the ways in which like loneliness and fear of only having ourselves to rely on can push us to dark places um and I appreciate like in that film like it is a training film for Ray 
but I also really appreciate that the emphasis is on like her internal struggle um and like trying to like just figure out like what it means to to be a Jedi and also like what it means to be in like this dyad with Kylo like I I really appreciate that over like sort of the physical struggle that we saw with like say Luke and Empire um and I think it's subtle and I think a lot of people miss that like when they're saying like Ray has no arc because like yeah it wasn't a physical struggle that she had but that doesn't mean that she didn't like overcome um and it's actually like it's so well done and well written and I just I I love I love that uh part of her her character and I think that is something that remains really consistent throughout um all three films is this is is her loneliness and then also in addition to that being very desperate to hold on to the connections that she has now that she has them because she let go once kind of with her parents and now she's like so desperate not to lose those again so true i also i think there's a lot to be said about um the like male hero's journey in regards to ray and just her character overall is because a lot of people compare her to Luke, right? In in the sense that she's the Luke of the um, trio of the sequel trio. I would disagree. For one, I really think that a lot of stories, um, even stories that are about women, uh, follow the structure of the male hero's journey. Um, and because those are the stories that we are conditioned to see as valid and see mm-hmm. as as something that strengthens a character. When in reality, a male hero's journey and a woman's hero's journey are going to be completely different. Um, and I mean, there can be a lot of the same elements. I would say that a lot of the same elements physically between Luke and Ray are similar However, like fight wise, fight sequence wise, whatever, the struggles that Ray is going through, her loneliness, her her eagerness to keep the people around her alive, um, the sense that she has to keep uh, a sense a uh, form of community around her, she those are all like attributes of a heroine's journey. And not saying that men can't have those, whatever, but those are typically not shown in a male hero's journey look at every superhero man ever written Mm -hmm. those will be absent they will be absent any story about a woman written by a woman is going to follow things like that um and i just think yeah i don't know it's just it's really interesting to me i don't know i was thinking about frozen and i was like no don't don't bring up frozen space (laughs) it's like really not something you should bring up on the star wars podcast but that is a that is a perfect example of a story that is a heroine's journey that doesn't Mm -hmm. follow the structure of like the masculine superhero male journey or whatever quest i don't give a shit (laughs) but like those things like it it's very similar in that way in the fact that i don't know anyways is is Ray Skywalker Anna from Frozen? Maybe she is. I... <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here first. Anyway. There are similarities. There so are, es- Especially if you kind of, like, put in Kylo for Elsa. Like, there's something there. 
I can't. Not Ray and Kylo being sisters. I can't. I am. I am so like pro. Because I, I think there's a thing where like a lot of people who like Ray either they ship him, uh, like Raylo, or they really don't like Ben. Um, and I fall in the middle. I actually really like Ben, and I really like him and Ray together. But as platonic, because I think honestly they both kind of just need platonic friendship versus romance anyway at the current moment. Um, because I do like the similarities, and I do like this idea of like two lonely people being able to find each other and find solace in each other and I think it's interesting how like that also kind of near like it's the same thing it's in the same thing that like her and Ben or her and Finn are together like um they are two you know lonely people uh and two people who have uh been kind of forcefully isolated throughout their whole life finding friendship for the first time um and I think in the same way like Ray and Kylo are both kind of seeking just to like make sense of their lives like um they work together uh I just like I do really like that connection but I don't ship them I just think that like (laughs) they are besties (laughs) that is exactly it I wanted them to have like not quite I want to say like a cousin like relationship if that makes any sense like not quite like sibling type relationship but like still really close but yeah I I, yeah it makes me so mad because their dynamic was really interesting and could have continued to be very interesting but then they were like what if they kissed and I'm like what if they didn't though have we considered that they didn't need to kiss that there was like literally no reason for that to happen like I love the scenes between the two of them in The Last Jedi or some of my favorite parts of the movie it's so good um and it was never like I don't know even their fight scene in The Rise of Skywalker like it's so good them working together but passing the lightsaber back and forth and like it it's so it's so good and I just I I think the diet is such a cool concept and I like what they did with it I think it's really unique um but yeah I, I just don't think it's something that like necessarily needs to be romantic um yeah but like their scenes in Last Jedi are so are so good and like I just like that, like I I like the dynamic. I see where people are coming from, where they ship them. And like, look, I've seen some really cute fan art of them that like makes me good. But like I I just like the dynamic of like the reluctant, like Ray hates him, but like she can't help but just be like, there's some something about him. There's something about him. See, that's the thing that's so it's so good because she spends so much of that movie trying to form this bond with Luke and like to sort of use him to fill this role. Like there's not really anyone I can turn to right now, but like maybe he'll understand me and maybe we can like connect on that level. And then after he's like, "Mm, maybe I actually lied a little bit about like what actually happened with Ben, just like a tiny bit. Oh my God, sorry. I was about to say Luke in The Last Jedi is kind of like Hamish when you think about it. And then I was like, Claire, you can't compare every man ever to Hamish Abernathy. (laughs) But like just a little bit. But anyway, but you can't a little bit. <laughs> like if I if I see the connection, I have to make it. Um, but I I do love that. Like once that sort of moment happens where she kind of starts to lose her trust in Luke, she's like, "Who is the next person I can turn to?" And the very natural answer is Ben because they've been connecting throughout this movie, and also she now has a new perspective on like what happened to him and why he actually like 
went down a dark path. And that's not to say that like he's blameless. It's not to say Luke is blameless. Like there's obviously blame to go around for what happened with him. And obviously like Snow played a role in it. And then we know Palpatine. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I do, I really do love, I do love the like throne room fight scene one because it's cool um but but two also because that scene after because she does think about taking his hand and it's it makes sense to me that she considered doing that not because I'm like oh obviously she's like evil and wants like to join the first order like that never crossed my mind but from a perspective of like she literally has no one left she she's either lost or like feels betrayed by all the people she cares about or had like grown to trust and now there's a person standing in front of her being like I value you even though like does he really in that moment but like he's he's standing there in front of you being like just join me and like we can do this together and that's so tempting when you haven't had anyone do that to your entire life and so I get why why it's like a moment um and obviously she doesn't end up joining him which I think is like the right play out of that scene because it, it's it makes for a more interesting character arc for her than if she had just like joined him in that moment it would be kind of flop um yeah and it sets up rise of skywalker so well because it's like she she didn't join him but she's she feels the weight of like but i thought about it and that's something that she has to like grapple with of like why did i even consider doing that yeah and like having yeah and that is so perfect when she says i wanted to take your hand ben's hand like like this idea i think it's so interesting how like she can see both sides of him but will not accept his like allyship his friendship or you know romance if you want to go that way until he is back on the light like I like I think that's like a cool dynamic uh to have and I just think that like yeah so I and I think the dyad like the force connection scenes make for such cool like visually really cool moments but then like also just like really interesting character um moments because you have two characters who are like so similar bonded but then like they keep running into the kind of this like issue of like you know they're on different sides um in a way they want the same thing but they are going about it in very different ways um yeah I I I actually really love solo I don't talk about him that much but I really do I also I also don't talk about him that much because his fans scare me but I do love him we did that and then there was a private quote retweet I was like I confession like I actually love Ben Solo but like his fans scare me so I don't talk about him and private quoted it and I was like I'm literally talking about you yes exactly I yeah I love him but uh I just don't I don't talk about him that much, but he is, yeah, and I love, I like what they, I just think, I think him and Ray are such an interesting, like, dynamic um, for that, and I think it's cool, like, just making, like, the kind of antagonist and the um, protagonist more equal in age. I think that adds a really interesting dynamic that we don't really see in the other Star Wars movies as much, um, because it's usually, like, an older antagonist who has a lot more power but like and I guess Kylo like kind of does have more power but like they are it feels it puts them on more equal footing in my opinion and also adds that dynamic of like there is something else there because like outside of it it feels like they could be you know friends okay so here's my here's my thing about the fourth diet thing 
is that there was a prophecy that there would be like a fourth dia, blah, 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 blah. And there wasn't one until Kylo and Rey, right? Had their little fourth dyad thing. Okay, but what if there was one and that was Lula Telesola and Jean Rolla? Um, well, technically, I just think they say it like hasn't been a fourth dyad hasn't been seen in like hundreds of years. So technically, there could be a fourth dyad in the higher public, and I think it still is like okay. Cause like Truthful. that. Truthful. Also, maybe people just didn't know they were a forced dyad. Like, everyone knows that Ben and Ray are a forced dyad because that's, like, a thing. But, like, Zine and Lula, like, they're just in love. Maybe it's because, maybe because Zine's not a Jedi. They were like, no, it's not a forced They didn't notice it. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, I think it's, like, still entirely possible because, like, I actually, it's not that it had never been seen before. It's that it, like, hadn't been seen in, like, a really long time. So, like, I think it's just, like, they're, like, so, like, don't be going around being, like, Obi-Wan and Anakin were a diet because they weren't. But, like, I hate that I just made that connection. Have you, have either of you read any of the Shadowhunters books? No. Oh, fuck. There's, like, this thing in it where it's, like, um, I don't, it's, like, a pair of bocce or something. But basically, like, you bind yourself to, like, one person. But they have, like, a specific rule that you, like, you cannot be romantically involved with. You're, like, the person you're bound to. And that is very fascinating to me. Um, but I'm, like, just kind of realizing that that is, like, kind of what the Forged Diet is. Um, yeah. And that's upsetting to me. They're, like, really in love. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's, like, I and, like, one of the series, like, a whole thing is, like, they end up falling in love and it, like, is bad news. <laughs> yeah, but, like, Luba and Zeta are in love. <laughs> So every other force dyad of which there are one should not <laughs> that would true. Not. It would be so interesting to have like a force dyad. Like I know it wouldn't be possible because like I guess with the Jedi Order or whatever, but like a force dyad where like one of them is also like married and like there's kind of like this tension that comes along with like okay. you have a person who like is like you're you're literally bound to but then also, like, you're in love with this other person and maybe, like, the person you're married to okay. feels like they can't ever, like, fully know you in the way that, like, their forced dyad does. Forced dyad, mother, daughter. Okay, well, yes. Well, yes, them. But a forced dyad, mother, daughter duo? Okay, so true. Forced dyad, the mother, and Olivia. Stop. Thank you so much for listening to Fulcrum Transmissions. Please feel free to send us questions. You can DM them to us on Twitter, Instagram, or TikTok. Also, if you have any girl bosses you'd like us to do an episode for, you can send them in as well. If you enjoy our podcast, please leave us a rating on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. We would really appreciate it. Once again, thank you for listening, and we hope you enjoyed this episode. Mm-hmm.